you are a regular listener or a returning listener, you will be familiar with the fact that I have a tendency to say things that are weird and strange and awkward, in no small part due to the fact that I am weird and strange and awkward, and I embrace it. I'm in my 40s now, and I accept who I am, and I like who I am, and that makes me happy. Liking who I am, not just being awkward. And that makes me happy. Anyway, my point is, today may be taking the cake, but it has to come out. So I apologize for being next-level weird, but it has to come out. Every time I sit down to record an episode, I really don't have to rack my brain because my set lists are worked out weeks and months in advance. Right now, I have 13 episodes with set lists that are locked and loaded and ready to go, and all I have to do is sit down and talk, and then splice myself talking in between the songs. This time, though, I was listening yesterday to um, to the song you just heard, which is Good Times by Sam Medina, and it made me feel that I haven't done a driving episode yet. Not songs to drive to, but songs about driving. And I should do that. So I started looking into it, and lo and behold, in no time I had like 10 songs I had to choose five from. And here I am, 24 hours later, recording an episode about driving on my sister's birthday, her 49th birthday. At least it would be if she hadn't died in a car crash four days before her 19th birthday 30 years ago. That was four days ago, 30th anniversary of my sister's death in a car crash. And I just realized that like two minutes before I sat down to record, I'm going to do a driving episode on my sister's birthday. I guess my brain needs me to work through some things after 30 years I thought I had, to be perfectly honest with you. So all I will say is please be safe, please be careful, especially now more than ever. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, everything that's going on in the world. Just enjoy yourself, don't live in fear. But do be careful, please. Uh, my sister was someone who would have changed the world completely. She wasn't a gung-ho. She wasn't a, a cowboy risk-taker. She was a passenger in that car crash, and she was the only one who was hurt. She didn't die on the spot. She um, lost consciousness. But the injuries were so severe that when the ambulance showed up 22 minutes later, in town, no traffic, well, she died in the ambulance. It is really sad, and um, what's really, really sad is, as I said, she's a person who was going to change the world completely, and instead, you're stuck with me. <laughs> anyway, welcome after midnight. My name is Anthony from Montreal, Canada. I'm a night shift worker, have been for the last 16 years. Well, 17 now, should I say? Yes, it is 17 years, because during the day, I take care of both my teenagers, who are both acutely autistic. It leaves me very little time to do anything to maintain my sanity. As you can see, I am failing. In order to try and do it, I do this. Every episode, I play a set list of songs related to one specific topic. And today, as I said, we do driving songs. The one you just heard from San Medina, I tried and tried and tried to look some information, find something about who he is. I can't. I can't find anything about San Medina except from the actor who uh, gets eaten in Venom. Nope. Point just string. I can't find anything about him. This song I heard it in the Netflix show Alice in Borderland. It's a Japanese Netflix show. It's based on, of course, a manga and anime. And um, I, I know that everybody's rolling their eyes now. Everybody who loves anime. I'm not a big fan of anime, but I know that Netflix has been fouling up animes left and right uh, for the last few years, especially Death Note, the, the Americanized Death Note. Yeah, I did watch the original anime for this one, and yeah, their version of Death Note was bad. But I really liked Alice in Borderland, and the show starts with this song. 
And it just made me feel like, I don't know, it puts you in a groove, right? It, it has a vibe to it. Kind of a 1980s vibe. Really, seriously, if I had heard that song in the 1980s, I would find it cheesy. But since it just came out, now it's a good song. I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> You're welcome. Next three songs. Enjoy.
Okay, Amethyst, try it now. Never started a car with a key before. <laughs> That's way easier.
Sniffing Tears from 1979 song that ushered in the, the early 80s new wave post-punk movement of music. And they probably would have been really big had they not been a one-hit wonder band, because this is the only song they ever did that charted. Uh, unfortunately, the band broke up in 1982. And then in 1991, this song was in, uh, in a commercial in Europe that was really, really, really popular. And I put the song back into the charts. So, uh, the lead singer Paul Roberts reassembled a new version of Sniffing Tears and went on the road, started putting out new albums, but never really charted again. 1997, the song was then in Boogie Nights. Again, Paul Roberts sees the day, put out a few albums, but yeah, nothing. So I think he's the only member of the band that still is with him. They're still active today. I think they put out something like eight albums since 1992, since they came back, but um, nothing ever came nowhere near driver's seat. And um, I like it. I mean, really, you got to say, it's got a vibe, right? As soon as it starts, as soon as the beat starts, you just yeah, let's ride. Speaking of let's ride, before that was a song that I got from the uh, TV show Long Way Up. If you're not familiar with it, Ewan McGregor, about, I think, 12 or 13 years ago, did a trip, bike trip, with his best friend Charlie Borman, son of the filmmaker John Borman. It was called Long Way Round. They took two BMWs motorbikes, motorbikes, motorcycles, they say motorbikes in the show, and they went around the road with it. And then uh, two or three years later, they did it again, this time from... Um, Scotland to the tip of South Africa. It was called Long Way Down. And then, uh, Charlie Borman got bitten by it and he kept doing travel shows while Ewan McGregor kept making movies and money. Um, and they haven't really done anything together since. And then last year they decided, let's do another one. This time though, all electric. So they did an all electric, uh, trip from the tip of, uh, South America. All the way up to, I think, uh, Alaska, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't finished watching it. I should really, though. I, I watched like the first three episodes, but it's kind of boring. This one, the first two are amazing, incredible. But this one so far, three episodes in, it's the two guys trying to recharge their bikes. That's it. Because really the, the technology is not there yet and the infrastructure is not there yet to recharge, uh, electric vehicles. So, um, they, um, they were given prototype motorcycles from Harley Davidson who basically built their electric bikes for them. And during their trip, they um, they worked out the kinks for Harley-Davidson to put out a better product. But still, you could see that we're not there yet. We're not ready to go there yet. So most of their trips is calculating how long they can ride and where they can find some place to recharge and how long they can stay there. So after three episodes, it kind of got boring. But I do recommend you go for the first two. And now I'm not even talking about the music, please. I am so sorry. The song is called Mordecai. You know what? Listen to it again. It's really, really good. Speaking of really, really good, once upon a time, I used to have a group of people who would come on the show regularly and um, help me discuss the topic of the week. I called them the podcast posse. And then with time and because I'm a bit of an asshole, well, stop doing it. I got to say, with this this whole year of hell thing really got to me. So kind of honestly, I was not going to do guest episodes anymore at all. But I met this wonderful man and then another person who will come on later on the show. And um, he's a podcaster himself. He does uh, an electro music podcast. Absolutely fantastic. And I asked him to help me with my driving episode. So without further ado, it's Jay Bacon! Podcast Posse! Now we're 
Usually I would have asked you what song you like to listen to when you're driving, but you're starting mm -hmm. a podcast about electro music. So okay, I, gotcha. I, I got to flip the script with you completely. <laughs> Um, yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a discussion with um, with another guest whom I'm going to splice into that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name is Faiza. She's from uh, Saudi Arabia. She's absolutely fantastic. I love talking to her. She's a big uh -huh. gearhead. She's absolutely awesome in that. And uh, we talked about Top Gear and and cars on her oh, episode wow. all along. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. I covered that. I got to ask you, with electro music, what would be the car you'd like to drive? Oh man. Yeah. Um... What fits with electro music and not the other way around? I don't want to know what you want to listen to when you drive. You like electro music, you're stuck yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. What's the car, though, that goes with it? So, you know, when I was starting this podcast, um, you know, um, I was very vulnerable and I did shotgun approach. And I, this gentleman from Australia reached out to me okay. and he described the podcast as he's like, Hey, I used to work for clubs in Australia in the club scene. And when French house is like watch, watching sex in a soft lens. So I was, so I was like, okay, so I've always liked music that was sensual, right? Like, so I, when I think of French house, I think of French new wave cinema. Oh, oh, okay. So since I'm going down that route, I want to, I like the 1954 Ferrari California. I'm Californian, <laughs> but classic. The right? holy uh, grail. One of the rarest and most yeah, valuable cars just, on the planet. Yeah, yeah, let's just go straight to the top there. <laughs> All right, then. Electro music. Uh, you know what? I don't think I would use that car, that valuable, that rare a car, yeah. to listen to music that goes... Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Okay, so... Let no, me, not, not EDM though. You're, you're thinking yeah, more yeah. about French, French house, yes, like yes, you yes, said. Yes. So yes. it's, it's not, it's not, it's not EDM because you, you did mention that you like LMFAO. So to me, oh, I was like, okay. does he like electro music or does he like party music? Which is not the same okay, thing. Okay. So, um, at all. <laughs> so yeah, I was a, I was a band geek in, um, in middle school and high school for a few years. So I'm a huge fan of music in general. I, I you like know. you already. So was I, by the way. Second top soloist um, with a trombone no in way. the province. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What? Yeah. I knew. You know what? Uh, you can feel band people energy because I'm just a fan of music. So I don't. Whatever you throw at me, I can appreciate it. I'm a brass guy, though. I want to learn guitar, but I was I was brass. Oh no way! Yeah, I was a snare drum. Nice. I didn't have a beat at all. I couldn't do drums because I had no beat whatsoever. But the, the brass, <laughs> I, I admire you even more now. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah. so your car is a Ferrari California to listen to. Yeah, it's I'm going to remember that. We interrupt this program to bring you. With Big Chica Hamster. Good news for drivers under 20, over 70, or from a country where they can't be bothered to respect other people with basic common fucking courtesy. Automobile companies have come up with a brand new device that will help you avoid traffic mayhem, accidents, deaths, by not stopping in the middle of the road for no fucking reason, and then, boom, turning. A turn signal. It's a little yellow light on the side of your car that will start blinking when you want to turn. Even better, you can put it on before turning. Oh, and imagine that. If you take the snow off of it, other people will see it. It's so effective, the government will make it into a law, starting in 1929. Oh, and by the way, fog lights, the name kind of gives it away. So, clear skies, no fog lights. Rain, 
No fog lights. Snow. No fog lights. Plague of locusts. No fog lights. Michael Jackson rises from the graves and starts moon dancing on the highway with a bunch of underage boys. No fucking fog lights. Fog lights are used in fog. They're not meant for you to see better. They're meant for other people to see you when there's fog. If you blind other people with it, they'll see you too much. And you'll make them feel like a stripper who just ran into Bill Cosby. So let's review. Use your turn signal. Don't use your fog lights. Ever. Good morning, Hardy. I seen you yesterday I might lose my mind But I never lose my way Where you gonna go When it all fades away Tired of wanting and needing I just wanna live my life day by day Let's all be honest so fuck it, let's live for the day Live for the day Lesson's over. We got some business to attend to a few light minutes south of here. Oh, you still use south in space? Whoa! Jesus, Jerry! What the hell are you doing here? What are you talking about? We agreed a boy's father should be present when he's learning to drive. I guess I remember that. Wow. And you've just been back there this whole time? Amazing. Road tripping with my two favorite allies Snacks and supplies It's time to leave this town It's time to steal away 
Let's go get lost anywhere in the USA Let's go get lost, let's go get lost Blue, you sit so pretty west of the one Sparkle light with yellow icing Just a mirror for the sun Just a mirror for the sun Just a mirror for the sun She's gone before those battles lost and won This life is shining more forever in the sun Now let us check our heads and let us check the surf Staying high and tries more trouble than it's worth in the sun Just a mirror for the sun Just a mirror for the sun mentioned this before in previous episodes, I never really was a fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers back when, you know, we were in the know back when they were underground in the 1980s and 90s, back when I should have been a big fan of theirs. Uh, it was it wasn't my kind of sound. It wasn't my kind of band. What can I say? It just wasn't my thing. But something happened either to me or to them, but with the, uh, the album in 1999, Californication, something happened, and I just clicked i connected with that album with their music and from then on i kept following them everything they did this song was from californication in 1999 it's the fifth and final single that they released from it and there's just 
there's something that speaks to me. It's, it's, I can't put my finger on it. And people will say it's not really, or not really peppers. I don't know. It's just, it speaks to me. I like it. And I, I really do like driving to this song. I like listening to this song when I walk. I like listening to this song at night when I can't sleep or when I'm working. I just, I love it. I love this freaking song. That's what this show is about. Playing you music that I love. Before that, C.S. Armstrong, guy with such a past. I mean, you can hear in his voice, he's had it hard. Uh, grown in Texas, uh, was in gangs pretty young, had to escape that life or he was going to die from it. Enrolled in the army for eight years, then moved to New York, started his music thing. Self-taught, learned saxophone, guitar, learned to do everything by himself, started dabbing into electro music and then uh, moved to Los Angeles. And started this. This is just a mashup of every possible style. Hip-hop, jazz, blues, electro. It's just, it works. It shouldn't, but it freaking works. And it's from the hip. It's from the guts. It's from the gonads. I love this freaking song. If it sounds a little bit familiar to you, you just can't put your finger on it. It was the opening song from the opening episode of the new sci-fi show, Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk. If you haven't watched it yet, drop everything and watch it. It is freaking good. I'm not a fan of sci-fi show of the sci-fi channel, not sci-fi science fiction, but the sci-fi channel. I'm not really a fan of their shows, but this one, yeah, just check it out. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for everybody who came back and listened to this. If you're a new listener, welcome, and I hope you do come back. If you're a regular listener, I love you. Leaving you with a song from, uh, again, the 1990s. I keep saying, every time I have a guest, I keep saying 1990s is just too much. I heard too much of that music. I'm sick of it. Still, it's, you know, 20, 30 years later, listening to that, it, it feels nice to revisit music that I was sick of listening to way back then because it was playing everywhere. This is Gegita, band that lasted about six years from 1994 or five until 2001 because of uh, a change in labels and, you know, internal problems. The band just broke out after 2001. But this is from their second album in 1996. It's their one big, huge track. It's called Whoever You Are. It's one of the most fun songs, I think, to come out of 1990s. Just out of left field. It's it's uh, it's a nice song. It's a positive song, but yet there's still a darkness to it. There's still this little bit of, not grunge, but there's something to it. It works on many, many, many different levels and I absolutely love it now. Didn't love it back then because it was playing everywhere. <sighs> Gotta stop talking now. Thank you so much for being back with me, for putting up with the weirdness, the awkwardness, the strangeness of who I am. Please come back next time. This is Gegita, whoever you are. Goodbye.
Goodbye. 